everyone. Welcome to the Unsocial Butterfly Podcast. My name is Julia Christine and I am your host. So I'm kind of excited to talk about today's episode. So as you can tell by the title, it's all about burnout. So that could be related to school, work, just life in general. I feel like so many of us experience burnout so many times in our lifetime, maybe without even realizing it. So I wanted to talk about how I recover, recharge, and kind of reconnect with myself when I have these little episodes of burnout. So first, we'll start out with the introduction, of course. Um, I don't really have like a favorite of the week or anything. I don't really try out new products too often. So we'll kind of just breeze over the highlights and the lowlights. I'll kind of catch you guys up to speed with my life. So we'll start out with the highlight. So if you guys aren't caught up with any of the past podcast episodes, or if you guys don't watch my YouTube channel, don't keep up with me on Instagram, things of that nature, or if you're completely new here, I actually had my last day of work this past Friday. So today is Sunday, February 28th, and my last day was the 26th. So if you guys are unfamiliar, I work as an x-ray tech at a clinic, and I actually I actually resigned a month ago at the end of January because I am actually pursuing a, kind of a new career path. It's the same... Um, field I guess but I just need to train a little bit more so I'm actually going into CT and MRI so basically I just have to do additional on-the-job training and then eventually once I do all of like the bookwork coursework stuff which is all self-led self-led I'm really flubbing today I'm sorry <laughs> once I finish all of the bookwork and lock all of my exams and stuff I will be able to sit for my boards so that won't be for another year or so but if you guys want to follow my journey with that definitely feel free to go subscribe to my youtube channel or even my instagram i have been loving to post a little bit more content about my life on other platforms rather than just youtube and the podcast so i'm trying to branch out with like tiktok and stuff too so i'm excited about all the the new realms that I've been posting on but yeah anyway I had my last day of work and it was very bittersweet to say goodbye to all of my favorite co-workers and everyone at the clinic in general all of the nurses that I worked with were so badass and so amazing and everyone I worked with in the lab was incredible I just can't say enough good things about the providers and the nurses and the lab techs that I worked with If you guys happened to listen to an episode a few weeks ago, I had talked about how I had a run-in with somebody who was in the higher position at the clinic that I worked at, and that person really made things difficult for a lot of people that worked there. It wasn't just me, and she wasn't the only reason that I left, um, but it was just certain things that she said that really got under my skin, and I just was really bothered and hurt by some of the things that she said and that she did, and she did it to a lot of people. So it's really unfortunate when you come across those type of people, but I learned what not to tolerate in future positions, and I can only move on from this position but I cannot say enough good things about the people that I worked with and all of the numerous amounts of things that they taught me and all of the knowledge that I gained with this position I am beyond grateful that I was able to have this position straight out of school however I do wish that there was more x-rays because I feel like I really have been slacking on my skills like I need to brush up on everything once I start my new job because I'll fill in an x-ray every once in a while but my main priority will be 
will to be to train into CT and MRI. But anyway, enough of boring you guys with the work talk. I just wanted to say if you have been thinking about changing careers or majors and you've been thinking about just redirecting your path in general, consider this your sign. I had been thinking about switching jobs for months and I had the perfect opportunity that I felt was kind of fate, so I decided to go for it. And I think that life is way too short to be miserable in whatever you're doing, whether it's your career, your major, your relationship, friendships, anything that can relate to that. I think life is too damn short to be miserable in whatever you're doing. And there's always going to be other opportunities for you. And of course, lead with that change if it's correct for your financial situation, your living situation, all of the things that go into play with making a big life change. But I just wanted to say that because so many of you reached out and said that you appreciated that episode and being kind of real and raw with my work situation because a lot of people unfortunately go through that and unfortunately people in the managerial positions tend to have those personality traits and it's very interesting. I was having a conversation with one of my favorite nurses about how it typically leads down to that. So it's very interesting, but I did not know that going into the real world, if you want to call it that. A lot of the jobs that I had in the past, they were either like retail or something where you didn't really have a lot of one-on-one time with the managers as I did at this clinic position because I did help in so many varied areas. And if I was only involved with lab and x-ray, I don't think I would have been so much involved with this person, but unfortunately that's just how it went and you live and you learn. (laughs) So moving on, I wanted to talk about my low light of the week and I found out that Becca Cosmetics is actually going out of business in September, 2021. So that is super sad. So I'm sorry to break the news to any of you guys who didn't know, but I actually found out about it on TikTok, I think. And apparently they were having like a sale and stuff. And that makes me so sad that they weren't able to make it out of COVID and the pandemic and the monetary issues that came for a lot of businesses. So If you can support Becca Cosmetics in any way, you definitely should. I personally really like their makeup products. Um, Their under eye brightening corrector is amazing. Their Hydra Mist setting powder. I know everyone loves their highlighters, so they have a lot of really good makeup products. And maybe when the time comes, if I have ran out of my products, I will make a repurchase before they officially close in September. So I was really sad to hear about that. And then another low light of my week, it's actually kind of funny. So on Friday, like I said, it was my last day and everyone wanted to order Panera to celebrate my last day and just to kind of have a little treat before I was gone because a lot of the times we would order out for lunch or we would order coffee or something. So they decided to order Panera and unfortunately, I don't know why Uber Eats wasn't available and like none of the other third-party delivery services could bring Panera to our location. So I volunteered to go and get it. And there was probably like 15 of us that ordered, maybe less, maybe like, yeah, let's say 15. And five people decided to order pops. So, you know, those like really flimsy McDonald's cardboard drink carriers that they give you that are super shallow. Well, they gave me two of those. So four of the humongous Panera Pops were sitting in one of those drink carriers, and then there was one lone little pop sitting in his own drink carrier. And then I had this giant bag of food. So I brought the giant bag of food out to my car, and then I told the gal that was working, like, oh, I'll come back in for that. She's like, yeah, no problem. So I come back in for the pops, and I'm carrying all of them, 
no biggie. I get to my car and that's when shit hit the fan. So I got the first four pops sitting on my chair. And as you guys know, I have a new car, so I'm obsessed with keeping it clean and pristine and just a little OCD about that. But then the one, the little solo pop that was all alone in his drink carrier spilled all over me. I had my scrubs on, of course, and my pants were completely soaked. Thankfully, they were like athletic material, so they dried pretty quickly. But half of the pop, I would, like it's one of those like 32 ounce pops, it went all underneath of my seat. So all of my carpet underneath my passenger seat was drenched in pop. And I had two micro, microfiber cloths in the back of my car. So I tried my best to soak all of it up. And yeah, it was really fun. So I drove back to work, delivered everyone's Panera, and then I decided to take an hour of PTO and I drove home, changed my scrubs, wiped off my legs because I had sticky pop all over me. But thankfully, I was wearing my waterproof Vessi shoes, you know? At least there was one thing, my socks didn't get wet. <laughs> so that was a great way to end off my last day there. I am such a klutz and I'm very clumsy. I'm just kind of known for that. So of course I would do something like that, but they all got a kick out of it and felt bad for me, but kind of laughed at me at the same time. But of course I have to leave with a bang. <laughs> my coworkers were so sweet and they got me um, these little socks that say proud plant mom and they have little plants all over them. Rachel is one of the best nurses I've ever met in my entire life. She reminds me so much of my mom and she also says that I remind her of her daughter, so it's kind of funny, but she always felt like my work mom, and I sat right next to her, and I just, I loved talking to her and hearing all the stories she shared, and she was extremely um, similar with my interests and my um, views with life and stuff, and I don't know, we just got along so well, and I'm really going to miss her, but they got me a Starbucks gift card, and someone bought me a coffee, and someone also got me a big insomnia cookie, and I just felt really loved and appreciated on Friday, so I'm really sad to have gone, and I wrote a card for my favorite lab tech, and she cried when she read it, and I felt so bad for making her cry, but I'm truly going to miss seeing them every day. They were kind of like my second family, so I'm really going to miss them, and I really hope to stay in touch. So anyway, I guess we can start with the main content of the episode. So like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to talk about burnout and how a lot of us experience that in multiple areas of our lives, whether it's school, work, relationships, friendships, etc. So I actually found a really helpful blog post, and I just found it on Pinterest, so I'm actually going to link it down below, but it's titled Warning Signs of Burnout, and I took a lot of pretty good information from this, so I kind of wanted to read off the bullet points of burnout and some of the signs that you are experiencing burnout. So I'm going to quickly breeze through these, and then if you guys want to read it in depth a little bit more, I'll link it down below in the show notes. But this particular blog post is from the blog learntoblogwithme.com, so everything will be linked below, but she said that burnout statistics... Um, for Americans are 48% of Americans experienced increased stress over the past five years, 31% of employed adults have difficulty managing their work and family responsibilities, and 53% say work leaves them overtired and overwhelmed, which is really, it's not surprising to me, but it's kind of crazy to actually see it in front of me, like see the actual statistics. And this is research from the American Psychological Association and the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. So that's where those statistics came from. But I can definitely see how that is possible. 
but I guess we'll read through the warning signs of burnout. So exhaustion, little or no motivation, pessimistic attitude, forgetfulness and inability to focus, conflicts with others, lack of self-care, decreased productivity and preoccupations with work, dissatisfaction and unhappiness and health issues. So I've actually experienced a few of these and I can definitely see how these can be related to so many different areas of your life, but um, definitely the health issues I've noticed since I've started working full-time that I've had a lot of weird health issues come about like ocular migraines and just strange things that have never happened to me prior to starting full-time work. And I think a lot of people experience things like this. So I just think this is a really interesting read. So if you have time, I think it's something that would be beneficial for someone to read through. Um, But she also said who's at most risk for burnout is type A people, which I definitely can see myself being a type A person. I've talked about it a few times on that podcast episodes. I'm just a very organized person and I'm a people pleaser and... I definitely can see that I can kind of dig myself a hole into being burnt out. And I mean, I kind of do it to myself, but at the same time, there are certain outlying factors that don't help with the situation. So I just wanted to talk about different ways that I practice self-care and different ways that I try to recharge my mental battery, if you want to call it that. So back when I was in my program, I was listening to Abby Aslan's podcast, which I believe is called Gen Z Girl, and she was talking about how she can't pour from an empty cup, which makes so much sense. So if you don't feel fulfilled in your life in any way, shape, or form, you can't put 100% of your efforts into whatever it is if you don't feel 100% yourself. So that's always really stuck with me, and I think if I'm feeling tired or groggy and I don't feel happy or if I'm feeling ultra anxious one day, I definitely can't put 100% of my energy into whatever I'm doing. So when I try to spread myself too thin and I try to do the podcast, try to post on YouTube, try to keep my work life, only my work life, and not take my work home or my home life to work, um, just everything. It's it's definitely a different balance once you start full-time work and I think definitely people have it harder than I do. I'm not trying to say that I have it tough. I'm just kind of trying to explain, but I think taking time to recharge and regroup after you've experienced episodes of burnout is super important. So one last thing before I get started is that I was listening to the Easy Way or the Hard Way podcast with Colin and Bianca, and Colin was mentioning something that really kind of struck a chord with me. And he said that so many of us, especially in our generation, tend to complain constantly. And I've been doing it in this podcast. And we try to complain to find others who can relate to those complaints. So if I'm complaining about being burnt out, I'm hoping that somebody else can relate to how I'm feeling and kind of, I guess, not lift me up, but kind of make me feel more normal for the way that I'm feeling. And I've noticed so many people do that. If you watch shows, if you watch YouTube videos, if you listen to podcasts, if you talk to your friends, if you talk to your parents, you'll notice so many people do this. And I kind of sat back and was like, oh my God, I do that so much. And I probably could listen back to all of my episodes and think, what are you talking about? Like you are so negative all the time. And I really don't intend to be that way, but sometimes it just comes across. And I think with podcasts, of course, like you're trying to relate to your audience. So it's kind of hard not to be that way, but I just realized how much I do that. And 
from now on, I'm really going to try and be less pessimistic and less negative. So I think you can be negative when you talk about other people. You can be negative in your own self-talk. You can be negative about your job. You can be negative about anything in the world. I have definitely spoken to some people where it's like everything is against them and that's how they feel. So I really want to try and see the good in everything or try to see the good in everything, of course. And I want to try to live with a little bit more intent. And I know I've said that a million times, but what Colin said really hit home. So I'm definitely going to try and be better. And hopefully some of you can try to do that too. So now we'll move on to the different ways that I try to kind of recharge and reconnect with myself. And the first one I wrote down is to take some time to yourself, have some alone time and practice self-care. So self-care is extremely different to every single person, but I think you can take that with whatever way you will. But I think doing it alone is the most important way to kind of recharge because as important as it is to have social interaction and to be around other people and to have other people talking to you all the time, it's also super important to learn how to love being alone. I definitely know people who are not comfortable with being alone. They can't stand to be by themselves. And I think it just depends on the person, but it also is important that you can do this because there isn't gonna be someone at your side at every single waking moment. So I've definitely learned to love being alone just for the fact that I lived by myself and didn't have roommates and whatnot. So this is also definitely going to vary if you're introverted or extroverted, but I'm very introverted and love being alone. So I'm definitely one of those people who needs time to recharge my social battery, so to speak. (laughs) But these are just some examples of self-care and things that you can do alone. So you can watch your all-time favorite movie or your favorite show. Personally, I love to go to bed early and just kind of get as much sleep as my body needs. So if it's a weekend and I have nothing to do the next day and I feel like I'm overtired, I won't try to set an alarm and force myself to wake up early because that's just not productive for my own mental health. So I try to get to bed early and let myself sleep and get the sleep that I need. You could also try some yoga or try out a new workout. I personally loved to cycle. I would go to cycling class by myself and although other people were around me, I felt more connected with myself because at Cycle Bar they would have that period of reflection during one of the second to last songs. But I just really enjoyed finding a different workout that I enjoyed. And right now, of course, with everything kind of shut down, I've been just doing the 12 330 workout and of course I'm alone during that. So I kind of either am alone in my thoughts or alone with my music. You could also go for a walk. If you have a dog, you could take your dog for a walk. I know it's technically not alone, but (laughs) I personally love spending time with my pets. So I wish that I had a pet that I could take for a walk here, but I have to go visit my parents in order to do that. So those are just a few examples. I'm actually going to go through a bunch of different self-care ideas in a little bit here. So we'll move on to number two, which is to start a gratitude log. So with a gratitude log, you can kind of take it as you will, but in my eyes and what I would take from starting a gratitude journal is to jot down any of the things that make me happy in life, whether it's something really big or really small. So like if someone bought me coffee at Starbucks or if someone gave me a smile at Target, I met three of the nicest workers that were so happy and they seemed to be enjoying their day and it just made me feel good. And so those are just some examples of what you could write down. The ideas are endless, but those are just a few of the examples that I thought of just off the top of my head. 
And also appreciating the little things in life really helps you to put into perspective how lucky you really are and how great life really can be. So when life seems really overwhelming and daunting and just like you can't do it anymore, reflecting back on the things that were so small but made you feel so much gratitude um, really helps bring me kind of back to reality, back to earth, so to speak. And my last tip that I wrote down is to talk to someone. And this could be a therapist or a counselor or just someone who is completely unaware of the situation that you're going through and can see what you're going through from an outside perspective to kind of give you some insight on what to do. So a counselor and a therapist are the people that I can think of, but therapy is normal and people who go to therapy are normal and I think it's so important for us to move away from that stigma of going to therapy. So many people in the older generations seem to avoid talking about their feelings like the plague, like my grandparents, um, just people of that age group seem to hide everything and brush everything under the rug, which obviously we have seen is not healthy for humans in general. So I think it's really important to talk to someone, especially if you're feeling burnout. It can be so easy to want to keep things bottled up and to not want to talk about things. And ultimately that just leads to worse things down the line. Keeping your feelings and your thoughts pent up never leads to anything good. So I would definitely recommend just getting it out. And even if you want to talk to your dog or a journal, go for it. I can honestly say from my own experience and from listening to others vent to me, it makes a person feel a lot better once they get it all out, once they get it off their chest. It just never feels good to keep something to yourself. And I think you'll really appreciate how you feel once you kind of get that off your chest. So the last thing I wanted to talk about is those 20 self-care ideas that take 20 minutes or less. So again, this is another blog post that I found. It actually was on Pinterest, which Pinterest is my favorite. I should have said that as my favorite for the week. I have been on Pinterest like a ton. I'm going off on a tangent right now, but I'll link all those blog posts down below that I found on Pinterest. This particular blog is called mommythrives.com. So she wrote out a bunch of different self-care ideas and I can only think of the ideas that are applicable to me. So I wanted to get someone else's perspective to kind of see what their ideas of self-care are. Number one, read for 20 minutes, color, play with your kid or I don't have a kid. So your dog or if you have plants, you could take some time to water all your plants. I personally love to look at all my plants and see all of the new leaves that are coming in. I am obsessed with it. You guys know I'm obsessed with my plants. Give yourself a scalp massage or you could rub your shoulders. You could rub your neck. I have one of those therapy guns and they're great. They kind of hurt, but you could do something like that. Cuddle with your pets or if you don't have a pet, you could just cuddle on the couch with a soft, cozy blanket. Breathe in your favorite scent. I think a diffuser would be something that would feel really relaxing to breathe in. Meditate. Hide and scare your significant other to induce laughter, which is so funny because I've actually done this to Cole. I came home from being out of the apartment and he was in the bathtub in our like spare bathroom, which I never use that bathroom. So I went to our actual shower in our bedroom and I hid from him for like a good 20 minutes. And then finally I jumped out and scared him when he was looking for me. So <laughs> it's fun to do that occasionally. Of course, I'd be pissed if he did that to me. So of course, proceed with caution. <laughs> Dance it out. Reminds me of Grey's Anatomy. 
go for a walk, which I said that earlier, I am obsessed with walks or just hikes in general. Of course, it's freezing here right now, so there are no hiking spots near here that I wouldn't slip and fall to my death. <laughs> Sit in the sun for 20 minutes. I love doing this in the evening. When the sun is setting right now, it streams through our windows and it just feels so good. I feel like a plant soaking in my daily vitamin D. Write. This is another aspect of the journaling. You could sing. I have a horrible singing voice, so I probably don't want to do that to Cole or my neighbors, but humming works. Give yourself a facial. Deep condition your hair. Give yourself a mini massage, which you could use lotion is what she said. <laughs> Take a 20-minute hot shower. Don't waste water, friends, but hot showers are always so great. Eat something sweet, or you could eat something salty. Depends what you like. Breathe. This is definitely like meditation, but you could do like a breathing exercise and allow yourself to release some tension. And the last idea is to stretch out on the floor and lay there for five minutes, which is so funny because that is my favorite type of yoga. What is it? The corpse pose, I think is the one where you lay on your back and you just lay there. The yoga instructor always says to focus on your breathing, let all of your thoughts out. And I just can't do that. My brain just doesn't work like that. So I try my best. <laughs> so one last thing that I wanted to mention, if you're having burnout and you're kind of in that realm of deciding if you're wanting to switch careers, switch majors, or anything applicable to just changing your path, I think it's really important to write down a list for only yourself to read. So when I was in the process of deciding whether or not I wanted to leave my position, I sat out and found a notebook that I wouldn't be bringing to work that no one else would read but me, and I wrote out a pros and cons list. And I wrote out, I think it was 19 cons of working there and like seven pros to working there. And this was when I was in a really pissed off mood. And of course, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and make your decision when you have more of a clear mental state. But I think it's really important to just get those feelings out on papers. So that kind of ties back in with the journaling aspect. But I think it's really important to get your thoughts out on paper. And you could even shred it. You could not even have the intent to read it later. But I just really think it's important to really weigh your options before you decide to jump on them. So... Of course, if it wasn't 2021 and we were in a normal state of the world, I would recommend going on a mini vacation or a mini staycation, if you will, just to get away for a little bit, get away from what you're feeling. But with the state of the world, we can't really travel right now, of course. So I don't really want to recommend that for the 2021 year that we're living in right now. But if you're listening this in years down the road and maybe life is semi back to normal and we can travel again, Maybe try to give yourself a little break. Maybe go to the beach or the mountains, get away for a little bit. I'm making myself really sad thinking about this, so we're going to stop talking about it. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to talk about for today's episode. Sorry it was a little bit on the short side, but um, I've mentioned this in past episodes, but if you'd like to give the Unsocial Butterfly podcast a follow over on Instagram, I would definitely appreciate that. I think we're about 400 followers now, which... I love you guys so much for following and if you'd like to follow my personal Instagram, it's linked below in the show notes as well. And that's everything. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you guys have any recommendations for topics or if you just want to give me 
a message over on Instagram, definitely feel free to do so. But Instagram is the number one way to get a hold of me. If maybe you don't have an Instagram, I could send you my email or something if you guys have any inquiries. But thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing week ahead and stay positive, stay happy. Love you guys. Bye.